0: Today on United Methodist, we'll speak with Professor Courtney Strong of the University of Utah about climate science.
1: Okay, so my name is Court Strong. I'm an associate professor of atmospheric sciences at the University of Utah.
0: The first question I asked, I wanted to ask you, was just about your path to becoming a professor at the U.
1: Yeah, I had a somewhat circuitous journey compared to some of my colleagues. I actually started off as a broadcast meteorologist or TV weather guy. So I was doing forecasting on television for about seven years in the 90s. And I became really interested in how the weather forecast models I was using worked. And so I wanted to get under the hood in those models and study them and try to improve them. And that was the motivation for going back to grad school in 2000. And then the rest of it was pretty standard PhD postdoc professor.
0: So was that, was that a tough decision to make or not as much?
1: Um, well, I mean, it was a great job. I really enjoyed it and I, I do miss aspects of it, but I really had a passion for teaching in addition to research. So I really felt like in the long term, uh, being a professor would be something I would enjoy and, and I was right about that decision, so
0: mm. it's been good. Well, that's good to hear. I, I, I wanted you to kind of outline or maybe talk a little bit about um, a current research project that you're working on now. And, and if you could describe maybe the role of, of math and supercomputing in that project, that would also be great.
1: Sure. So, are you interested in uh, research in Utah specifically or?
0: Yeah, I think uh, if you could talk about what you're doing in Utah, that would be great.
1: Sure. Uh... So one of the things we're doing in Utah is we're using, we're developing mathematical models which can represent extremes of climate. So very high temperatures or very unusual precipitation conditions like flooding and drought Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily show up in global climate model simulations but are still very consistent with the physics and patterns that we see in global climate models. So global climate models are very expensive to run and we can only get maybe a few simulations out of each model. And if you only produce a few simulations of climate, it's unlikely that you're going to happen to simulate those really extreme events like drought and flooding in that small sample. Mm -hmm. And so what we can do is we can develop mathematical techniques to analyze those simulations and write down mathematical models which realistically capture the extremes and the variations. And then we can use those models to generate thousands of realizations of climate.
0: Okay, and that's and these models you're talking about are Utah specific. Say it again. Uh, the the models you're talking about right now are Utah specific.
1: Uh, actually, they're general. So we we developed them specifically with Utah in mind to serve stakeholders in the state thinking mm-hmm. about future water resources, but. Uh, this is a case where the math is quite general, and if we if we train the model to simulate the behavior in let's say uh, Pakistan or Russia or Georgia, or Florida, it it
0: really should be quite general. Mm. So, I, you know, I think the uh, the two biggest storms that hit the South are kind of current on people's minds right now, and I guess a question that I I don't really understand about um climate modeling and uh, especially meteorological modeling is, you know, are are we at the the threshold for accuracy or, or can we expect these sorts of models to become more accurate in the future?
1: I think we're going to expect more accuracy, and there's a lot of exciting research moving in that direction. One of the major challenges with global climate models and and also forecast models that look at systems like hurricanes and short-term weather is resolution. Hmm. So these models are very expensive to run, and even at their current resolution, running on a supercomputer which would fill a floor in a one-story home, it takes a long time to generate a simulation. And so processes that are too small to appear on the grid spacing or resolution of the models uh, aren't represented that well. So, for example, clouds, very simple thing, might be a couple of kilometers across in size, but the grid spacing in the models that simulate climate and weather might be 100 kilometers across. So, obviously, the cloud is not represented explicitly in the model, and instead it's represented with something called a parameterization, which means a... Simplified uh, represents some kind of a mathematical formula which represents the processes associated with the cloud with actually, without actually representing the cloud itself. And so those parameterizations present some challenges to skillful forecasting both of climate and weather. And one of the exciting directions we're heading in now, with climate modeling in particular, is embedding very high-resolution models into the climate model to represent processes like clouds explicitly, where they matter the most.
0: Mm, okay. And in, in, in terms of time scale, do you think we'll be able to see mm, more accurate models coming out within five to ten years, or, or do you, do uh, can we even like put a time frame on it right now?
1: Well, it's really a continuous improvement process. So, I mean, every couple of years that go by, there's new advances in representing processes and models, and new analyses indicate that uh, skill continues to improve. So things don't really happen in terms of like a quantum jump. But with the uh, increased computing power giving us the ability to represent smaller-scale processes, at least in select regions on the globe, uh, I would expect us to narrow the uncertainty of future climate projections probably within the next decade.
0: Oh, wow. wow. Hmm. Well, Professor, that's that's all I had for you today, but uh, thank you very much for coming on and talking to me for a few minutes about uh, what you do and, and how math is relevant in that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Methodist is affiliated with KRCL in Salt Lake City.